0: Your life, your country,
1: you're listening to The Laura Ingram Show.
0: Hey, I hope you're all enjoying The Laura Ingram Show. And remember, we're going to continue to post some of my best interviews and clips here. But to listen to all of the new episodes, you'll need to head over to Quake Media. It's really easy. Just go to QuakeMedia.com slash Laura and sign up today. That's QuakeMedia.com slash Laura. Thanks for listening. Well, well, well. It's not like we didn't predict this. It's not like we didn't tell you back in 2018, 2019. And I certainly did entire shows and monologues and radio shows focused on how the left is hellbent on, well, ultimately silencing opposing views, but using race and every other sick, twisted means to try to divide the country in order to ultimately claim full and complete monopoly power on thought well they had to get trump out of the way in order to do this because look he's a he's a you know metaphorical bomb thrower he challenged china he called them out he talked about the swamp draining the swamp he's the first president who actually examined and talked about how much money all these foreign deployments were costing us, something that the Pentagon just doesn't want to hear about. So he made a lot of enemies. Donald Trump made a lot of enemies on the Hill, in the defense establishment, obviously the deep state. And then you add on to that mix, the layer of trillions of dollars when you add it all up in wealth from Chinese oligarchs to big tech oligarchs here you add that together and it's almost an impenetrable you would think an impenetrable force of of political nature that would be impossible for pretty much anyone to overcome and he still came pretty close and from the very beginning uh, it was it was clear that if you wanted to have free expression and a vibrant middle class in the united states where our values were respected and not vilified that number 1 trump couldn't make any dumb mistakes he couldn't entertain or i would say give any running room to the nuts uh who are following? Q, QAnon or any of these other groups couldn't? He, he couldn't give even a millimeter of space for them to run through. And at the same time, you know, we needed to have a probably a different response in many ways to COVID and so forth. I think that giving all the power to Fauci was a huge mistake. But they wanted us all to live on a college campus for years. They they don't want us to ever leave a college campus. They want to be able to kick us off, kick us out at any time, bring us up on charges where we don't really have any representation. The charges here are just being a conservative, by the way. It's not going into the Capitol. That's, we'll get into this in a moment with Harmeet Dillon, who has represented so many people who've had their constitutional rights trampled over the years. She's said just brilliant litigator. She has an incredible law firm uh, in San Francisco. Um, and she predicted this as well. They would make, uh, people say, they're going to make a run on the guns. Well, of course they're going to do that. They're going to make a run on you, on you as an individual. Joining us now, Harmeet Dillon, civil rights attorney, founder of the Center for American Liberty. Harmeet, is any of this surprising that big tech would work to, Deplatform the president of the United States with the adoring response from the quote liberal Democrats.
2: Well, Laura, thank you for having me today. And you're absolutely correct in everything that you just said. Not only is it not surprising, it has been predicted by any of the attorneys who've been looking at big tech's uh, monopolistic and cartel behavior over the last several years. In fact, dating back even to I would say 2017, when my my then client James Damore was fired from Google for questioning their groupthink. Uh, you know, in, in the course of that lawsuit, it came out that even at that time, Google was using race and religion and other targeting factors to decide who was able to post videos and what kind of videos were posted on YouTube. And um, you know, the other companies have now been found to have done the same. And it is really just the last. Step that the president was deplatformed, his followers have been consistently deplatformed over the last four years from the big social media platforms. So this was predicted. I'm sorry that the White House did not uh, take action when they had a chance, and we're all going to suffer for it in America.
0: Well, and what's uh, incredible um, to some, but again, it shouldn't be surprising to anyone who knows history, Harmate, is that when they decided to deplatform, Alex Jones. Most people just stayed away from that issue because Alex Jones is Alex Jones. You don't want to be tainted by Alex Jones. You know, Sandy Hook. Hey, you don't want to go near that. okay, for obvious reasons. So people said, oh, that's just Alex Jones. But then it never was about Alex Jones. That's why you have to be a purist on these big corporate forces that have outsized power and influence. They have the power of They have more power in many ways, except they don't have a standing army, but they have more power than many of our allies because of their sheer size and wealth.
2: And of course they do. And Laura, a lot of Americans take for granted the First Amendment, but beyond that, our principles of freedom of speech and open discourse in this country, that is not the norm in the world, including democracies in the world. And so a lot of other countries in the world do have censorship policies, do have laws that punish speech. Uh, you know, even in the UK, their policies are more repressive. And so Americans just thought it would never happen here. They rely, they relied falsely on institutions like the American Civil Liberties Union that used to stand up for unpopular speech. But, but the ACLU stopped standing up for unpopular speech about 15 years ago. And, you know, today they are on the sides of, uh, of repressing people's speech indeed and looking the other way. So what what we see here, Laura, is that these big tech companies and their woke employees are absolutely dictating uh, the, the future of elections in this country. And I believe this past election was dictated by selective censorship, for example, Facebook targeting messages to get out the vote only to Democrats on its platform. And, mm-hmm. you know, nobody is holding them accountable in election uh, regulation either for their for their
0: behavior. Yeah, and Harmin, I think again that's where the focus should have been. Uh, I mean, if you're not going to do the work on the state level for mail-in ballots, or if the court's not going to step in, there's not much you could do there on these claims of of malfeasance or irregularities after the fact. You have to you have to lay the groundwork before the fact, which is why, given the fact that there was bipartisan support. For doing so, Republicans needed to brush off their ties or their uh, their money ties to big corporations, these big corporations, and they needed to move to break these companies up. They and you warned about Harmy, you were warning about this oh long before twenty seventeen, even. And you I've been saw warning it about it my whole career. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it coming
2: and you know, I've been reluctant when I I'm one of the few people who read the fine print about Gmail. Uh, one of the reasons why Google and why these big tech companies have so much targeting information about all of us is we give it to them for free.
1: Yep.
2: Um, Google minds your emails. I, I never understood it when clients would, would email me with their problems about big tech companies persecuting them on a Gmail account. The first thing I would say is don't use Gmail. Use ProtonMail. Use some other independent. Use your own. Go buy your own domain for 15 bucks and don't use Gmail as the back end. But people don't get it. You know, we are suckers. We love things that are free and
0: convenient
2: and shiny. We don't look behind it as to you and I both know as mature people, nothing is ever really free. And what we have sold in exchange for this convenience is our freedom. Um, You know, when I told uh, people, Hey, you see people getting canceled off of uh, social media? Look at what they do in China. Next thing you know, our social media scores are going to be used to prevent us from banking and from other services. That's exactly what happened this week to the president of the United States. His banks are dropping him. The Republican (laughs) National Committee servers, Salesforce.com is interfering with their ability to use their own data. And many more (laughs) of us, people like you and I are going to be, uh, I am sure, punished for our standing up strongly for for our country's freedom,
0: but I think Harmy, this never works. I mean, this really doesn't work, and and I don't. I think they'll have short-term gains and and clearly have uh, some short-term power plays here. But in the end, I do believe that if this continues unchecked, unabated, courts don't step in, etc., I think we're just going to have to develop our own ways of living. We're going to have to go to our churches or our temples. We're going to have to take care of our families. We're going to have to start our own companies, our own businesses. I mean, it's if that's the way people are going to be, then that's the way we're going to have to operate until we can develop a critical mass of people to overcome this. I mean,
2: that's just I, I think you're going to have right. to happen. Well, you're absolutely right. And there'll be a little bit of a gap here, but eventually some of our new social media companies uh, will get their own servers and We will find workarounds and we will have learned the lesson and and we will come back because what these companies are not calculating. And and frankly, as you and I both know, a lot of what's happening right now is simply a spasm of virtue signaling to impress the new overlords Mm -hmm. uh, on the left. Mm -hmm. And it is in some ways corporations taking cover because they're afraid of mobs. Well, shame on them. But what they are underestimating is the population. So in in our cities where all these companies and their decisions are made, everybody is liberal. But in America, half the country voted for President Trump and voted for Republicans. Those people have uh, you know trillions of dollars of purchasing power and banking interests and needs, and they will find a way to communicate through uh, you know listening to folks like you, using traditional means of communication, talking to one another. That's a novel concept. And eventually, I think we will be able to build a, a different economy. That's not a good thing, by the way. I think I think having an apartheid economy in America is going to reduce our uh, our stature in the rest of the world, which is one of the goals, I think, of China. And my biggest concern here not right now is not whether I can get on Twitter freely, but what is China going to do with the Biden administration, oh. which it is too close <laughs> to, without critics, to talk about it. Well, that is that is my biggest concern. Yeah,
0: ma- mine too. And I've been writing about China for 25 years. And I, I would say okay. this, Tarmate, when you saw the comments from President Xi uh this week. Uh they think they have the wind at their back. Uh they believe that they um they have the wind at their back. They believe that they have absolutely um found a way to represent to the world that democracy is a thing of the past. Um he had a Xi has issued an unusually upbeat assessment about China's future, noting that the time and situation were on the countryside. side uh and well, course, absolutely and and, the, and, absolutely. The, and all the and all of the big tech oligarchs they've all bet on China clearly they're not betting on the United States
2: well and and they've been doing that again for some time when you began to see uh Google Go to China and open up artificial intelligence research <laughs> yeah. labs there. Well, yeah. so, you know, and by Chinese law, they had to share that information with the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. Uh, the social media scores that you see there are not far away. When China puts up these cameras to track the facial characteristics of Uyghurs and use that to keep them in their place, um, you know, we're going to be told in the name of safety, yep. uh, we'll have surveillance here in this country, and that will further be used to control us. That is coming. So, America needs to prepare for it and prepare for it, you know, intelligently and figure out how we are going to outsmart these folks and take our country back at the ballot box in the next two cycles. That's going to involve, by the way, some new Republicans as well. I would like, I would like a refund on some of the Republicans I've been supporting over the years.
0: Oh, the Uh, worst. It
2: it would be okay with me if they were all replaced. I've been deeply disappointed, particularly with leadership in, um, in recent years, uh, all concerned about the wrong. Things, well, Harmy,
0: but- you must have missed the, um, you must have missed the comments. I can't remember who posted them. That we need someone like Liz Cheney to take over. Oh, here. yeah, I
2: saw that. I commented <laughs> on it. I said no. I said, LOL, no. In response to yeah, that, let's go back to open <laughs> borders
0: and endless wars. That worked out well for yeah, us. Yeah, no thanks. No mm-hmm. thanks. I don't think so. I mean, that's the that's the answer to the Republican Party. Let's go back to the bushes because oh yeah is, by the we way we need where, changes where were they <laughs> we need changes yeah, yeah, but, but in the in other
2: direction yeah but harmony
0: liberty direction harmy where was uh where are the bushes in georgia were they well, campaigning down there i didn't i, I must have missed that i, I didn't know uh,
2: yeah. this is this is one of those pick up your marbles and go home if it's not going your way hey you know at least those some of those folks will be invited to cocktail parties again oh, look at God. the upside for it's them. so it's you know, so,
0: so disturbing. This was Washington Post columnist uh, Eugene Robinson, I'm sure has many, many awards to his name, um, very, very liberal, and he's calling for Republicans to be deprogrammed.
2: Here's the situation, though. We have, um, there are millions of Americans, um, uh, almost all white, almost all Republicans, who somehow need to be deprogrammed. They're, it, it, it's as if they, build, they 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 are members of a cult, the Trumpist cult, uh, and, and we have to be deprogrammed.
0: What about that?
2: Oh, these people think religion is a cult. They're going mm-hmm. to be telling us soon that our form of government is some kind of a cult and we need to go for the third way or whatever the latest uh, language is going to be. And be more like these other countries. It's, 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 it's like a return to Obama, um, only much worse with technology, with a technology accelerant to the tearing down of our, of our country. And, um, so, so, and and the other thing that people, I think on our side need to be very aware of, and I was just at a meeting of the Republican National Committee and, you know, frankly, there were a couple of members there who, uh, you know, were a, a little bit too, attuned to some of these conspiracy theories out there uh, mm. we don't need conspiracy theories no. the reality that we can see with our eyes is bad enough and these conspiracy theories I am convinced now have been used by either foreign governments oh. or you know highly organized parties here yep. to distract and delude uh, a tiny percentage of Americans of course they get all the yeah, they get all the attention in the news stories or what have you but um, that can be dangerous. We need to just wake up and look around and see what's in front of our very eyes. See who's controlling things. See who's buying up real estate in our hollowed out cities. This is what has happened in prior recessions is foreign foreign people have come into our cities. China and other wealthy uh, oligarchs have come in and bought up the property. That's happening in America too. You're going to see it. Look around you. Oh my and God, so, it's happened all over you know,
0: California. I know that for a fact. It's,
2: it's ha- I'm telling you, San Francisco, is the Americans mm-hmm. are moving out, People are moving out because their job's left. Uh, that r- real estate is not sitting on the market. It is being snapped up for cash. Um, and so, uh, you know, if we want to keep this country, the democracy, the, the constitutional republic that it is, uh, there'll be a few lawyers like me who are not afraid. We'll go into the courts and fight. Hopefully there are some more patriots willing to support us. But uh, I'll be there fighting for the next four years. No, that is for sure.
0: and, and do you think that, uh, this, for a moment, what about this situation with impeachment? They're going down the road <clears throat> of wanting to impeach the president and I'm sure it'll happen. They'll have the you know, they'll have the numbers and so forth. Um did what what grounds inciting a riot? I mean, I don't see how the case law holds that up.
2: That's going to be definitely I think something that's hap- going to happen imminently. The House impeachment side. Uh I have listened carefully and I can tell you that I'm part of several groups of First Amendment lawyers, uh liberal, mainly liberal, some conservative. And the, uh you know, I think the consensus is, unless you're very partisan, that the inciting riot standard of the Brandenburg case does not hold up here. Um, the, the president's words were, I, I think, you know, the, the words that many leaders use in these circumstances. And here is uh, for Americans' voices to be heard, voices to be raised. Voices are not violence and violence is not speech. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I think it's, it, it, I, I think that the left was waiting for any excuse to do this a second time, any time since the last impeachment. And it happens to have come late in the game. That's not going to stop them. Uh, but I think the question is, does the Senate take it up under some emergency measures? Um, yes, we have a couple of feckless Republicans who also are preening for their, um, donors and their, uh, you know, press back home. I hope they stand strong and I hope that Republicans stand strong and give the message very clearly that, uh, that will be viewed as a betrayal to distract our country from what's needed right now, which is coming together and focusing on the future. Uh, this type of punitive, pointless, and uh, really exhibitionist conduct in the Congress. We've seen all too much of it over the past four years, the Russia collusion hoax, the fake impeachment, and all of the other drama that's happened. Uh, If This is Joe Biden's moment if he really wants to show that he wants to move forward in this country and focus on the future, even whatever that is for him, he can put a stop to this. So let's see if that happens. Um, We do have checks and balances in our country uh i i am a bit cynical about the courts over what we've seen over this election cycle and for free speech over the last year uh but I, I will not stop trying and there are still some honest honest uh public servants in this country
0: uh harmeet Dillon. uh harmeet thank you for your wisdom uh needed now more than ever but people can't get down and they're saying oh, it's all hope is lost the conservatism is gone never republicans will never come back i don't care about republicans i care about the country and that's what we that's what our focus is our freedom our constitution our ability to disagree but they're coming for they're, they're the group they're coming for is about 147 million Americans not not the people who were the criminals who went into the uh capital it's much bigger than that and they want to deplatform silence and punish you and, and right. yeah, and excommunicate you from society. That's what the goal is. They don't they don't want to do, they don't want to have to con- certainly what I think Harmeet, and I'm blabbing on here, but I don't think they want to have to spend as much money as they spent last time to beat another populist conservative. And this is a warning shot across the bow. Don't ever try it again because we will That's right. we will destroy you. Harmeet, we kept you long enough. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having
2: me anytime.
0: I think people have to understand that what you viewed as free speech maybe two years ago, three years ago, maybe even two months ago, is in jeopardy. The Constitution guarantees our right to free speech. And at, at the very core of our free speech was political speech. It's, it's, it's not difficult to protect popular speech. I mean happy-go-lucky popular speech, that's easy to protect. You know Anything that's popular doesn't need, by definition, as much protection. It's unpopular or controversial speech, especially political in nature, which is what our founders were focused on, is what needs the most protection. Yet, we now have a topsy-turvy world where even journalists, so-called, I should say, journalists, like the the New Yorker writer, Steve Cole, he's the dean of the Graduate School of Journalism. I can't even believe anyone goes to journalism school. It's such a joke. And he's actually afraid of certain people having an actual voice.
1: Those of us in journalism uh, have to come to terms with the fact that free speech, a principle that we hold sacred is being weaponized against uh, the principles of journalism. And what do we do about that? As reporters, we kind of march into this war with our facts uh, nobly shouldered as if oh, they were oh. going to win the day. And what we're seeing is that because of the scale of this alternate reality, our oh. facts, our principles, our scientific method, it isn't enough.
0: Oh my gosh, this is the best comedy I've heard in a while. Their facts and scientific method. Was that during the Russia collusion nightmare of how many years? Was that during all of that? Because I don't remember any mea culpas coming from the media. Or was that when we were promised that when China joined the World Trade Organization, we would have a more peaceful, equal, more harmonious and more advantageous trade relationship with China. Was that, were those the facts? Did they ever go back and check what they wrote back in 2000, 2002, 2003, the lead up to 2000? Were the facts on their side when they failed to see the internet bubble, the housing bubble, when they failed to call out the inhumanity of what has happened and, in, uh, in China at the hands of the CCP oppressors? I mean, they're facts. Uh, talking about living in an alternative reality. So just get to what he's saying here. What he's saying is, because our viewpoint, our view of the world is not shared by all Americans. The Americans who disagree with our viewpoint, and it is a viewpoint, He's talking about a political point of view. He's not talking about, quote, facts. If you don't agree with us, you don't have a voice. That's the very heart of the First Amendment. But that's where this is going. They do not, the politicians don't want to have to defend their policies and, quote, journalists don't want to have to defend what they write or say. The New York Times, quote, reporter and creator of the 1619 project is now claiming as again as so many of us predicted that you don't have to burn a cross on someone's lawn to be a racist you just have to believe in an a conservative outlook
2: did the tax cuts benefit low-income white americans no does deregulation benefit low-income white americans it does not but what we know is that that Uh, racism, that nationalism was created as a tool of economic exploitation. It was created to uh, exploit a black labor force, but also a poor white labor force where white people will vote against their own economic interests uh, because it means that they are still above the lowest person on the totem pole, which under Donald Trump, of course, would be a Muslim, would be Latinos and would be black Americans.
0: Uh, Oh, That's right, Nicole, because that's why we had more Latinos voting for Trump uh, than any ever before. Uh, And we had an increase in the Latino and Asian turnout because people are stupid. That's the argument here is that they're stupid. They're voting against their economic interests. Now, is she actually aware of the economic data from 2019? I I mean, I tweeted back at, 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 at one of these exchanges because it was so stunning to me. That people, again, who are actually programming our kids curricula across the country, Speaking of lying and not telling the truth, 2019, CBS News, the U.S. Labor Department, Forbes, all of these publications, media outlets had to admit because the facts were on our side. The biggest percentage median household income jump went to low and middle income workers in the United States under Trump pre-pandemic. Through 2019... We had had the biggest jump in income. I believe it was 4.5% at one point. CBS News. Well, because they're just reading the data. They're actually reporting on the data. This was December uh, 2019 piece. The country's lowest paid workers are enjoying bigger income gains than managers and other top earning professionals, according to the new economic data from the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta. You see how these people get to say, talk about getting to say things that inflame people without any repercussions, without any questioning, without any real journalist saying, whoa, 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 Nicole, are you you aware of the
1: data? No, because it's just about having the right political beliefs. You can say whatever you want if you're on the left, anything goes. If you're alleging
0: racism, you can say anything you want. I mean, really, you can say you can allege anything. You can you can accuse anyone. There's no standard of proof. There's no doesn't have to be any witnesses. The allegation alone is enough to destroy lives, livelihoods, banking uh, opportunities, travel opportunities. That is where this is going. And this is the most fascistic, totalitarian approach to daily life that I can think of. And this is why China is just they're smiling ear to ear. President Xi, I mean, he's got to be watching this. I, and I would not be surprised. I'm going to get into this with my next guest, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were helping amplify the QAnon voices somehow, some way, because it all helps them. They have these nuts in this QAnon selling this fantasy, uh, this this sick, twisted, despicable fantasy about uh, an insurrection, or we're going to we're going to take it back, or. I mean, this is just great for China because then he can just say, look, I'm democracy. I told you it didn't work. Told you it didn't work. Need a strong central force telling people how to live their lives, picking winners and losers. Joining us now, Gordon Chang, uh, who is just one of my all-time favorites. Uh, He's the author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War. Everyone should follow him. Um, Even though we don't love Twitter right now, it's what we have, but at Gordon... G. Chang uh, on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. So definitely follow him on Twitter because he's one of about five people that just talk straight about what's happening there. He joins us now. Uh, Gordon, could can you believe that we are instead of seeing the Chinese example as one as a cautionary tale, we seem to, under this new incoming Biden administration, be lurching toward more social control and and, in a way a a social credit system developing organically
1: here yes laura this really is stunning and no i didn't see it coming and certainly i'm shocked by this and you know you're absolutely right china has been in our public square as they call it um, amplifying voices that uh, are destructive we know for instance that uh, according to radio free asia reporting that an intelligence unit of the People's Liberation Army actually based themselves in the then now closed Houston consulate. And from there, they used um, artificial intelligence and big data to identify Americans likely to participate in Black Lives Matter and Antifa protests. And then the Chinese military sent them through TikTok videos on how to organize riots. That is more than just subversion. That's an act of war. We know, for instance, and this is New York Times reporting from April of last year, that in March of 2020, that China was disseminating through social media feeds and through text messages, rumors it knew to be false, and those rumors were that President Trump was going to invoke the Stafford Act to lock down the Mm. entire country. There are all sorts of evidence showing that China was inflaming American political opinion last year, and now it is reaping the benefit, as you point out.
0: Well, and would you, I mean, I mean, I guess, again, I don't trust our, our intelligence agencies to be honest brokers, sadly, I have to say that, given what they did with the Russia collusion nightmare. But I do say that there has to be some someone who works within our intelligence agencies that could shed some light on this QAnon situation. And like when I'm looking at, a another planned, supposedly planned series of protests at state capitals, armed, like, okay, show up armed at state capitals all across the country on Sunday and we're all going to do stuff, you know. Well, that just seems, it seems, first of all, so stupid, number one, and number two, it seems like a perfect scenario where you have n- some really bad actors stoking something that happens that then gives the left another aha opportunity time to take the guns time to take the ammo time to track the mail-in you know orders for buckshot like whatever it is it all seems a little too convenient to me and i the president should come out and say no one should go to these i'm sorry the president should come out and say i don't endorse this I think it's a bad idea. I think you're playing right into the hands of of your political critics. And and right now, with how hot things are, nothing good is going to come. That's what I would tell the president to say, because I think it's idiotic, totally idiotic.
1: And the other thing the president can do is declassify intelligence, showing China messing around our public square. Um, we know that China's done a number of things. Um, some of it's been Fox News reporting, especially the Spamiflage Dragon operation, which was targeting the United States and specifically President Trump last year. These are things that, uh, you know, the President Trump can declassify. He has the power to do that. And there's certainly ample justification for it because we need to expose China's attempts to divide the American public and also to um, instigate riots.
0: Well, I think that the problem is, is you have so many people at this point inside the administration who are afraid of their own futures if they do anything that looks like it's pro Trump uh, or not uh, accommodating a request. I mean, there there are people who are afraid to do this, or will, or would be resistant to do this. I mean, you had Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, on the phone with Nancy Pelosi discussing how to prevent the president from launching a nuclear weapon. Like the guy who pulled us out of more conflicts and actually wants to de-escalate around the world, he's the problem now? And Nancy Pelosi, what's her authority to, to talk to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs? If there's anyone pulling a, trying to pull a coup here, it's somebody who wants to go around the chain of command.
1: Well, you're certainly right about that, because she had uh, no right to do that. And indeed, um, one could say that that was even uh, treasonous. You know, President Trump has pulled the U.S. out of conflicts. He's avoided them. Um, when he's had to use force, he's done so judiciously, for instance, against Iranian attacks against uh, the United States. So this really is quite stunning for her to have tried to um, undermine President Trump's authority. Just imagine if if the Russians or the Chinese were to launch a missile at the U.S. I mean, what's supposed to happen? Um, the chairman of the joint chiefs is going to ignore a lawful order from the president of the United States to protect the country and instead get on the phone with the speaker of the house. Um, that's just, um, there there are no words for that, Laura. And I'm glad you mentioned
0: that. Yeah. I have a question for you. Like, how can we live in a country where the president of China has greater access to the American people than the president of the United States
1: on social media? Yes. and, And that's actually true because, um, as we all know, Twitter um, suspended President Trump's account, and yet he has not suspended the accounts of uh, Chinese representatives or the Global Times um, Communist Party propaganda. And we know, Laura, that um, one of the China Daily bureau chief actually on Twitter um, urged violence on American streets and Chen Weiwa, and he was not suspended. He did not suffer any punishment at all.
0: When did he so, do that? Yeah. I missed that. When did he do that?
1: He did that about three months ago or so, and I will supply your producer with the exact Mm -hmm. day, um, because um, that, to me, showed the hypocrisy of uh, Twitter and, uh, indeed, of of social media in general, where Chinese um, voices, you know, urging all sorts of atrocious and aberrant behavior are allowed to speak freely, and uh, the president of the United States and others are not.
0: So, Gordon, even Elon Musk, of course, the richest man in the world now, head of Tesla, saying that he was you know, impressed by the way China tries to cater to and enhance the happiness of its citizens, very responsible to its people's needs and happiness. And so I'm thinking, OK, Elon, well, China's not big. China's electric car company isn't bigger than yours, but they're coming. There's a big article today about how the arrival to Tesla is moving rapidly. In market share, and you know, China will have a, a lot to say about the how, how how long Tesla stays number one.
1: Well, that's certainly true, and we know that uh, China has, um, through uh, a recall which was unjustified, tried to inhibit uh, Tesla sales in China. They will steal his technology. This is what they've done with um, other foreign investors who have committed large sums to China. I mean, he's stuck there right now, and they will have uh, their way with him. And must should have known that,
0: yeah, it's called neo n i o it does one zero to one hundred in about three point nine seconds it has up they've upped the competition with new electric vehicle uh a big story in Bloomberg today, so again, like Boeing thinks it's gonna go over there and cooperate and they're going to go and have some joint venture in China. And then China's not going to like just rip all their technology off and then build their own commercial jets. And then where does that leave uh, Boeing or, frankly, Airbus or any of these other companies?
1: Well, that's what they're doing with their Comac C919, um, which is going to be a rival to the 737. Now, I think that uh, China, well behind schedule, is going to have a difficult time against Boeing and against Airbus. But nonetheless, you can see that coming because that's what they have done. They have stolen the technology from the old McDonnell Douglas joint venture, and they have, uh, you know, building a rival to um, Boeing and Airbus.
0: Gordon, we're talking to Gordon Chang here on The Laura Ingram Show. Gordon, going forward, what can we expect in the Biden administration vis-a-vis China? You know, they keep saying, well, we want to work with our European allies. As far as I can tell, Europe's just bowing down to anything China wants. They're cutting... Big big uh, investment deal a couple weeks ago was announced with Europe. So w- when he says we're going to work with our allies, isn't that just asking Germany what should we do and <laughs> just doing it?
1: Well, the Europeans just poked um, President-elect Biden in the eye because, as you mentioned, at the end of December they announced their comprehensive agreement on investment with China. This is despite pleas from the Biden transition team to delay that because the centerpiece of Biden's uh, China policy is to work more closely with allies. This is what he said during the campaign. This is how he tried to um, disparage Trump's efforts because he said that Trump damaged our relationship with our traditional partners. But here we have um, our most important traditional partners saying, no, we don't want to work with the Biden team. So I think that they'll find out that uh, President Trump's approach to dealing with China was indeed the right one, which is to impose costs. Biden comes into office with this view that he wants to develop this cooperative relationship with the Communist Party. This is engagement theory that reigned for five decades in Washington, and it's responsible for producing the disaster that we now have. Um, Trump changed that. Um, He started imposing these costs on China for unacceptable behavior, and that was a big step forward. And unfortunately, we can expect from what Biden's team has been saying that they will move backwards to the old policies that didn't work.
0: This was Michael Bloomberg um, back in 2019 in an interview with what they call Firing Line, but it's a long way from Bill Buckley, I can say that. Let's listen.
2: The, the idea that the Chinese government is responsive to sort of a, a democratic expression of fresh oh, air, come on. clean air. Oh, of course air. they
1: are. And there's always an, in, in government, even governments that aren't what we would call a democracy, there's lots of stakeholders who have vested interests, and they have an impact.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so the, what's the impact of the average, you know, low wage worker in China on what the CCP does? Can you believe Michael Bloomberg said that?
1: Yeah, those comments uh, really were particularly disgusting um, because, you know, what he was saying was, look, in every government, they do listen to people. Uh, and, yeah, that's true. But the point is that in China's communist system, which devotes hundreds of uh, well, actually, well, it's not true Why of of dollars,
0: it's not true in china they they bulldoze yeah, churches so it's 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 not true that every government listens to its people yeah they listen in on the people <laughs> but they're not listening to the people except maybe the a couple billionaires in china even they disappear every now and then
1: well including jack ma mm-hmm. um, who was once the richest person in china but china devotes this you know tens of billions of dollars um to surveilling and indeed suppressing uh, voices in China. And indeed, we know that somewhere between one and three million Uyghurs are actually in concentration camps. China's been using slave labor um, from minorities. This is really some of the most disgusting crimes against humanity. Indeed, these are worse than what the Third Reich did prior to the mass exterminations of 1941. So we know, as you point out, that um, you know most people in China had absolutely no voice uh, in the communist system.
0: No, it's it's so it's so disturbing that our children aren't learning about China as if they would learn about Nazi Germany, because as I, I can't remember whether it was in foreign affairs or it was a great piece that was written about how the Chinese regime is. Yeah,
1: the the Atlantic. Oh, the
0: Atlantic piece, right? Um, but it, I mean, what's closer to the Nazi Nazis today than the country that has the Uyghurs and reeducation camps?
1: Well, it's not only the concentration camps. We know people are dying in those camps, but it's also genocidal policies, institutional institutionalization of rape. Um, they mm. have uh, extended their slavery system throughout China. Um, indeed, um, this is horrific. I mean, we have not seen this, as I said, since um, the late 1930s, early 1940s.
0: But Trump's really the problem. Trump is Trump is more dangerous. Trump and the GOP are much more dangerous than the ccp that's that's the democrat mindset today
1: yeah and that's certainly the mindset of bloomberg because the comments you pointed out were not isolated um bloomberg has said things like this continually and he's not the only person in the democratic party and indeed in wall street who says things like this and they have an effect laura i mean because people actually believe this that comes out from their mouths and it does indeed poison democracy
0: no, it's beyond it's beyond disturbing. Gordon Chang. Gordon, it's great to talk to you as well. Uh, we don't like Twitter right now, but we like your tweet. So uh, Gordon G. Chang uh, at Twitter, please follow him. You're listening uh, to The Laura Ingram Show. We have as a country a period of of great up- upheaval, uh, a lot of challenges in front of us. But I have to say in talking to young people lately, because I have kids that are around, you know, some of a child who's 16 this year, so it's fun to talk to children that age, freshman sophomore, junior, high school. Seniors are getting ready for college already, but I think they're making a mistake to try to force feed the kids a vision of America as a dark and terrible, rotten place where people don't have opportunity and we have to stay locked down and masked up forever. I think this generation is going to reject this. They know They remember what it was like to be free. And now they're afraid to speak. They're afraid to question their teachers. It's not just on college campuses now. It's going into seventh, fifth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And I talk to a lot of these kids. They don't buy into it. I know it's easy to say, well, look on Facebook, look at the comments on Instagram. Everyone's, yeah, some are. Some are following along. And you know, there's a good chunk of Americans who, I guess, think that keeping the country shut down for most of next year is going to be fine. This year, I keep saying next year. But if you think America is going to survive another like a year-long economic social distancing shutdown, well, you don't know Ron DeSantis well, you don't know Texas, you don't know South Dakota. You're just going to see blue state America fall behind. They're just going to keep falling behind. And red state America, look at their economies, look at their GDP of Florida and Texas right now. Unbelievable. South Dakota has the lowest unemployment in the country. I mean, why? They're open. A friend of mine was just in Florida, and she said, you know what, I, I felt like I could breathe. I said, well, did you wear a mask? She said, yeah, you know, I, I wore a mask if, if I were, was anywhere around people, not outside. When I was outside just walking, I didn't wear a mask. No, I wasn't around anybody. She said, they're not that nutty in, in Florida. And I said, well, you know, that, that's nice. It's, it, you forget quickly what it was like to be free. But I think these young people, see, they want their lives. They, they Can you imagine losing your freshman year in high school because of COVID? You're losing an entire year of the one experience you have of being a young person and learning and, and and being with you, socializing, dating. You're losing it.
1: Yeah, I think for college kids, it's especially worse. You know, your first year outside of your parents' home and then, oh, nope, time to go right back home and uh, it's, learn from home the entire
0: Or being time. inside and not being able to talk to your other friends. You just have your little cohort. You can't speak or see anybody. It's Anyway, well, what can we do? We're going to fight uh, in a good way. We told you that it was wrong to get people's hopes up about the aftermath of this election because I could see where that was going. And I don't say, see, I told you so, but see, I told you so. I knew it wasn't going to turn around. And fomenting any type of violent reaction or or, you know, words that could be, Twisted and used by really nefarious forces, China included, to seek um, more division in our country. It's just never going to end well. It's always a bad, bad place to go. You know, I said this before, but I'm saying it sounds trite. I'm going to say it anyway. We got to love each other more. We've got to hold on to our freedom, be good to our family and friends, try to respect one another, and call out injustice even when you're worried about your own personal future. You've got to call out injustice. I don't care what political persuasion the persecutors uh, happen to uh, be from. Uh, if it's right-wing, left-wing, if there's injustice out there or persecution or violence, there's no way we're, <laughs> we're in favor of any of that. It's a nightmare. We saw it last summer. Uh, we saw it uh, on Wednesday. And we've been consistent, unlike some people. You're listening to The Laura Ingram Show. Thank you for uh, joining us. Remember, follow us. Go to quakemedia.com slash Laura. And also just tell your f- uh, family and friends, you can find clips on social media until they ban us for being reasonable. Well, why did you ban them? Well, they were reasonable. Oh, okay. Um, so you know, just share the clips. And a lot of people now are finding that it's, it's nice to have a community of of folks who can share ideas freely and respect one another and and have a longer conversation about the issues that are in front of us and at the same time have a lot of fun Uh, remember the pursuit of happiness in your daily life you got to pursue happiness not just uh, get all down about politics enjoy yourself Uh, and uh, remember america now and forever the laura ingram show